All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? What up, everyone? DJ Nubis here with you on the Metal Time Radio podcast. New episode of Hordes of Chaos. Got a few good topics to get to today. Uh, great music, as usual. Um, some new stuff from, uh, what do we got? Set Fire, Rearmed, um, Funeral Leech. Also got some uh, Thrown Away. Sores, uh, some of the stuff's coming from these labels and promotional sites that I work with, so that's good. Um, a lot of stuff later on as well. Good rock block set for you. Of course, no Neko's pick of the week, so we're just going to plow on with some uh, good rock and hard rock and all the things involved with that. Let's kick it off, though. Uh, new stuff from Formless Master provided by Mike Giuliano and the Horror Pangor Death label. The song is called The Clones of Bruce Lee. Scientists and police made a momentous decision. They would create the clones of Bruce Lee. identical specimens of the late Bruce Lee are trained in all the martial arts through scientific techniques. 
The Clouds of Bruce Lee. Starring Bruce Lai, Bruce Lai, Bruce Lai.
anime from Darken and you are listening to the Holes of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. From the album Downfall Rising Wombat Under Apocalypse Swarta Vengar DJ Nubis with your Meltdown Radio Podcast New Edition of the Hordes of Chaos. Alright, so one of the first topics I want to get to look. Uh this may rub some people the wrong way, may not, I don't know. Um I mean, over the years, obviously, we watched some of these more mainstream bands, metal bands, rock bands, whatever, uh, start making money off of the, like, most common and random things. So, you know, you think about Kiss and their brand and how Simmons and company have uh, taken just about anything to make a buck. So whether it's same with Slayer, like whether it's tennis shoes, uh, jackets, candles, whatever. Okay, so we know that bands like Kiss, Slayer, and Ghost, you know these these bands are pretty popular, and they've not found a way to merchandise outside of the norm. Like you just, you know, thirty years ago with Slayer, you wouldn't even think that there would be a band that would have, like, a brand like that. You know, they, they were, like, the, the dark underground band that, you know, mainstream hated and everything else. But now, because of, you know, internet, popularity, everything else, you know, they've been able to brand themselves. But there's an issue that comes with that, too. And that is one of the things I really have a hard time dealing with is with the coronavirus thing going on, you get these bands out there that are now basically making money off people's misery. And that's pretty shitty, in my opinion. You know, got Ghost and Kiss, and they're, like, selling these masks with their logos and all this colorful artwork on it. And it looks cool, don't get me wrong, but the problem is, I looked, I looked up ghosts when they like there was an advertisement for their their mass that they were selling and the dude it was like 40 bucks a pop 40 fucking dollars dude for something that could save somebody's life uh now no one has to buy it obviously but you know some of these things aren't always that easy to come by depending on where you are but the thing is also like we're all trying to work together to get through this shit, and your guys are out there trying to make a huge amount of money off people's misery. Like, it's... What the fuck are you thinking? That's fucked up. Period. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting to go out there and give them away, but Jesus fucking Christ, dude, it's a mask. Um, yeah, so it, it just really rubbed me the wrong way with that, and, you know... I don't know. It just I don't know how some people feel about it. Some people may not care, but that's just one thing that just really bothers me about some of the music that we listen to. It isn't just metal. It could happen with any other brand, band uh, or genre. Same shit that can happen, but it's like, dude, get yourselves together here, okay? Don't be idiots. And don't be assholes. 
Um, if it costs too much to make that stuff the way it looks, then it's probably a good idea just not to do it. Because if you got to sell it for fucking 40 bucks a pop or whatever, it ain't worth it. I'm sorry. You know, it's one thing if you're trying to sell this shit like 10 years ago when there's no, like, virus, you know, running over the fucking planet, you know. It's one thing, it's just something you popped in your head. Say, oh, this is so cool. Let's just uh, throw it out there and see what happens. But now, in the midst of all this, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, we've got these masks for you guys. Uh, just 40 bucks, and, you know, it could help you save your life, you know. It's just like, get the fuck with it, dude. Anyway, that's my rant on that. I've got a few more topics. That This one was, like, one of the shorter ones that... I wanted to talk about just because it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Alright, back into our music. Uh, new stuff from Setfire kicking off. I do have a track from Kawar PR in here, called a uh, band called Rearmed, so we got that in there as well. So here's Setfire with Wandering Psychopath. <laughs>
Afraid of being attacked. Happens to the best of us. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouillet. He's a very French, very famous French actor. Y'all never heard of Juicy Smouillet? Joseph Mouillet is an actor from France. And, and he became famous on a show called Empire. One night, he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim the victim of a, a racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouillet is gay and he is black, not just French. Oh, it was a crazy story. Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on, beat him up tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas, and, and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. This shit was like international news. And everybody was furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page. Justice for Juicy and all this shit. The whole country was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason, uh, African Americans, we were like oddly quiet. <laughs> we were so quiet about this shit that the gay community started accusing African American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. But what they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> Because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying. None of these details added up at all. He said he's walking down the street in Chicago and, and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, Hey man, aren't you that faggot nigger from Empire? A, a fuck? Does that sound like how white people talk? <laughs> no white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that faggot nigga from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. <laughs> if you're racist and homophobic, you're not even gonna know who this nigga is. You can't watch Empire. Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smouillet, please tell me what happened. All right, 2 a.m. You left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. All right. 
You were walking. You were walking. Alright. And and where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any? Okay, what, what do they have on? MAGA hats! MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smollier. Frank, come here for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night. All right. Dave Chappelle. A little bit of comedy there about Jesse Smollett, or Juicy Smollett, as he would put it. Which brings me to another topic I want to talk about. Uh, if you're not aware of that, obviously, uh, Jesse Smollett, who was an actor on the show Empire, I think he still might be at this point, um, some months ago, maybe even over a year ago, accused... Uh, of being attacked by a couple of white people in MAGA hats and it, as you heard Chappelle say there's just all so much going on with that about the time of night where he was going I'm not even sure if Subway is even 24 hours I've, I worked at Subway years ago and they were never 24 hours so it depends I don't know uh, I've never heard of that so nevertheless uh, it was found out that the two guys that jumped in were actually black and that they had accused Jesse of hiring them to jump him because apparently Jesse was on the verge of being fired from the show Empire. He's he's not like this big actor. You know, he's a young actor, gay actor who's trying to make his way into Hollywood and he had a pretty good role, a supporting role on this show, but was about ready to be let go. His character is going to be written off, I guess. So who knows the thinking behind all this? Uh, I don't know if it was just for sympathy to try to get them to keep him on or what was going on, but he was facing 16 felony counts of fraud. And, you know, as far as from the prosecutors and everything that was going on with this case, and then, you know, supposedly Jesse is friends with the Obamas. And. All of a sudden, the prosecutor, DA, or whatever, who was going to prosecute him, dropped the charges. Like, they just dropped it. She didn't. She washed her hands of it, didn't want to be involved, and, and dropped it. Uh, obviously, Jesse Smollett <clears throat> has proclaimed his innocence, that he's not guilty. He even, he even has a, 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 a countersuing the city for what he says is defamation, and that the police, you know, are wrong about him setting all this up or whatever. Um, so he was suing them, but uh, recently a judge has denied that lawsuit mainly because uh, he's, again, facing felony charges. They've, since then, have re-charged him with a lot of felony charges regarding this. So they're not done with him. What, you know, this is like a, one of those things where it's a a travesty of justice all the way around. Like, all the things that people of color face when it comes to shit like this, the shit that Smollett is doing is very damaging. And, you know, you need to make an example of this person who is trying to take advantage of that. 
It's like anybody who would make a false claim about rape, like if a woman made a false claim about rape, that damages the real victims. You cannot have that, no matter what. Um, we need to work together as human beings to better ourselves and to make sure that we're getting shit right and that we're not exploiting victims of stuff like this. This is really bad, bad look, bad look. Um, but he's being recharged, and again, he's facing some serious charges. Like, this is not something that the uh, city is looking at lightly. Because, uh, again, you know, you're you're coming out and you're saying this is happening. And, and we all know that hate crimes in general are very frowned upon and often taken, you know, seriously, no matter if it's, like, white on black, etc. So the fact that he would make up stories about this and try to get away with it is wrong. But uh, his countersuit right now to try to sue the city is basically been denied and on hold until his own charges have been settled so he's not going to see anything even if he somehow gets past the felony charges he won't see anything for a while um i don't think he deserves any money from this i think he is guilty of it it's, it's all pretty much standard and the evidence is there in my opinion um so we'll see what happens with that case but that's just you know that's craziness like that's still one of those stories that is going to linger out there for a while and it's one of those weird shit that we're going to have to pay attention to going forward because as Trump remains in office, obviously he's going to be polarizing with not just the things he says, but some of his voting base with when it comes to racial tensions and everything else. So this is something to keep a, an eye on for sure. All right, we're getting back into some of the music. Uh, I've got some Cemetery Urn and Tomb Mold in this uh, block, but I'm going to kick off some brand new stuff from Funeral Leech, The Burden of Flesh.
All right, DJ New is back with you to Mel Time Radio Podcast. New episode of the Hordes of Chaos. About time for our rock block. And I've got some new stuff from Elder in there, some Motley Crue, Devin Townsend, Hot Sunday Blood. And we're going to kick it off here with uh, Wheels of Fire provided by Atomic Stuff. It's called We Will Ride.
Do you live life in the fast lane? Do you have the need for speed? Well, if you're a racing fan and want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champ and flat cart season. You can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L. race to the finish line in Mardella Speedway at Diamond Head Arena in Dillsburg, PA, March 13th through the 15th, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing, and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roar.
Sunday Blood, closing out the rock block here on the Metal Tower Radio Podcast. In the midst of day three of the NFL draft, so I'm like kind of like ADD and really hard right now between what's going on on TV. Of course, my music on the podcast here, and now I've got some topics to get to, which are very important. Um, yeah, so, so far Denver's had a pretty good uh, draft. Uh, some players... I mean, we're hitting all the right positions. Some players I don't, I just disagree on whether or not they're the ones that are best for us, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about was Shudder has a, a new series on there. Uh, for those that have that app, it's a horror app that, you know, has like specific content. I mean, I get kind of disappointed sometimes because they don't always update. Uh, as much as they should, and their their catalog isn't always as in deep that I would think it would be. Like you can find some more rarities on free apps, which is disappointing because you know you're paying money for a shutter and you think it's exclusive for that, but they don't have some of the content you can find elsewhere. But uh, their creep show series they had a few months back was really good. Now they have one called Cursed Films, and it's a series based off certain movies that had curses attached to them or, you know, alleged to have attached to them. So you were talking like The Exorcist, The Crow, Poltergeist, stuff like that. So it was really quite interesting. Not, not, most of the, it's only about like 30 minutes per episode. And each movie I've kind of already known about since I'm a big horror junkie. So some of the stuff that they talk about I've already been aware of for years. But there are a couple of new things and new twists in there that I was unaware of. So... One of them, like for The Exorcist, um, I was un- didn't know about this guy Paul Bateson, who was an extra on the on the set of the movie, who was appeared in some scenes in that, and apparently ended up becoming a real life killer of uh, I think his girlfriend at the time, but it wasn't found out till years later. Um, so that's a really weird thing to have on there. Uh, then you have Poltergeist. Now, obviously, the deaths of uh, I think her name's Debbie Donnie or something like that. She played the older sister. And, of course, the death of the young girl, um, O'Rourke, who passed away to some weird illness thing that was missed. Uh, but apparently some of the rumor and theory going around is that because they used, like, real skeletons in the pool scene, apparently that, you know, the rumor was they'd gotten those from, like, India or something like that, some third world country, and of course that'd be sacrilegious to pull them up from there and do that. I don't know how true any of that is. The special effects guy said that even though the skeletons were real, he didn't he didn't verify whether or not they came from like some other gravesite. So it's just one of those things and uh, legends that goes around with that particular movie and all the troubles that happened with it. And then, of course, in The Crow, we all know about Brandon Lee and his father, Bruce, and the supposed curse that followed that family for years. But I was, I found out through some inner information that, like, 
uh, Michael Berryman, who plays uh, one of the guys, I think Pluto in um, The Hills Have Eyes, and he was, of course, in Mobby Crew Smoking in the Boys' Room video. Uh, you know, he's a horror legend himself, so he was apparently supposed to play, like, this skeleton uh, figure uh, from the, the Crow uh, novel. And uh, he was actually all dressed up, and had, they had like, this whole suit and everything they were supposed to be in. But because of what happened with uh, Brandon Lee, uh, they just ended up scrapping it and going another direction. But it was interesting hearing him talk about it and how he was right about how lazy and cheap that the filmmakers of The Crow got when it came to gun safety. They had let go of the the gun supervisor uh, just days before Brandon's death and that kind of and it was interesting because they did show you how it happened and why it would happen because they have these cartridges they take all the uh, you know the the powder out and everything but they're still fireable to make that sort of like smoke appear when they shoot and flash and all that but nothing is projected however uh, when you fire those blanks, now this is something that I don't understand totally because sometimes when you see these gunfights on movies, they're constantly firing. So the way they described this particular thing with this particular gun was that you fire a blank and then either either happens by accident or happens every time. I'm assuming it happens by accident, so this is why they got to check the the tube of the gun to make sure that it's you can see through it and that wasn't done but apparently when you fire it there's sometimes a piece of it can get lodged in the uh, tube itself so if you're not cleaning that out and making sure it's empty what happens is you load up another blank and then you fire it through the same one it's going to push the projectile through and that's what happened with Brandon uh, everyone thought that when he fell, he was just doing part of the act, but it turns out, of course, he was shot for real, and, of course, we know the history of that. It's a real interesting series. The last one I haven't got to yet, I've watched all five, like, binge-watch real fast. Uh, the last one's for Twilight uh, Zone, the movie, which I know some of the history in there as well with some of the shit that happened. One thing that's pointed out, though, is, and it's a great argument, is that, you know, is interesting as it is to attach curses to these films and why they're made and like why they shouldn't have been made is, is kind of debunked when you think about all the other movies non-horror or other horror movies dealing with the same subject matter that don't have any issues at all so more than likely it's all just bad fucking luck and you know unfortunately sometimes like in the case of Brandon with the, the storyline of the crow and of course his own death there's just like this lore and mythology that gets attached to it, which makes it more interesting. Um, people often told me that The Crow wouldn't have been as successful if Brandon survived. I, I disagree with that because the movie itself is incredible. Uh, the topic is incredible. Uh, it still is one of my favorite movies to this day. Uh, with or without the death of Brandon. I mean, obviously with Brandon dying, it, it makes it a little bit more personal, I guess. Because I, I'm a big martial arts fan, a big fan of his dad. And, of course, a fan of Brandon when he was doing Rapid Fire and Showdown in Little Tokyo. So, uh, it is a little more personal in that respect. But, 
Uh, I, I disagree with those who think that it would have been a bomb without him passing away. I just I don't believe that because it really is a fantastic movie. Uh, okay, so check it out. It's on Shutter. Um, I know that Amazon Prime had it listed, but they always do something basically where they, you know, will try to sign you up for Shutter through them. I just say bypass that and go to Shutter itself, and don't worry about all that. But uh, it's. Shutter has a lot of good content on it, so check it out. Uh, Curse Films is pretty cool. Uh, I like those little docs and stuff like that, so check it out. All right, we're going to get into some black metal here. Black metal block. Uh, got a track from Grand Sounds in there from Soars, and new stuff from Cora. Uh, and of course, we're going to kick it off with some Thrown Away, Silent Night.
Still to come, got some typo negatives, some ripped to shreds, new stuff from them, Cancroid and Annihilator. DJ Nimbus, here with you on the Metal Radio Podcast. Quick uh, news bit about some music. Um, Rat singer Stephen Piercy, who released View to a Thrill in 2018, which is a very solid record, by the way. That's a very much a rap record, in my opinion, because of the way it, the vibe is and the way that it's arranged. Uh, so you better check that out. I haven't checked a lot of Steven's older stuff, solo stuff, out that much. Um, I wasn't ever a big fan of Arcade all that much. Obviously, rat stuff from back in the day, and even uh, Infestation was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, so... Rat, uh, Stevens released a, he released a new single. It's a demo song of All That I Want that's coming off from his upcoming solo release. Uh, so I haven't checked it out yet, but it is some news. But I thought it was kind of funny that you know I saw that. And then for those that haven't been paying attention to the commercials, uh, Geico, they have some doozies out there. Well, one of them is, of course, features Rat in it. And uh, when I saw that for the first time, my jaw hit the floor, not just because I was excited, but because I was laughing my ass off. Um, they have a knack for making some of the funniest uh, commercials out there, but uh, the fact that that band makes it into one of those commercials is just great. I love it. But yeah, he's got new stuff on the way, and I'm not sure where Rad is right now in terms of new music, but uh, I'm sure they'll have some stuff coming out soon. All right, we're going to start playing through the rest of this stuff here. New stuff from this band called Bathos, and uh, they're very fucking cool. Uh, it's a bit of post-black metal, and uh, it's fucking great. I really like the record, so check it out. Here's Hold My Breath. <laughs>
Looking for a place to take care of all your automotive needs? Then get in touch with Stauffer's Auto Service in Millersville, Maryland. Stauffer's takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stauffer's is located at 8328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stauffer's is professional, friendly, and has highly qualified mechanics to do excellent work with prices that are fair and much better than what you will find at other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick, Neko, sent you
right, Cam Croyd, Social Instability, DJ Newis, back with your Mail Time Radio Podcast, getting ready to close another episode out. Hope you all enjoyed it. A lot of good shit in there, right? All right, uh, I want to say special thanks to Sky Nielsen Promotions for all their all our hard work and promoting Metal Time Radio Podcast. Also, uh, Chris and Kelly Grant, Krypton Scully from Metal Mania for their support. And, of course, all the uh, labels and promotional sites that send me uh, promo work for bands they want to be aired, uh, Horror Pain, Quabar, Optomic Stuff, Grand Sounds, Inverse, etc., etc. Thank you all very much for the work that you do to work with us and get the music out there. One last track for you. Some recent Annihilator lip service. Take care. Joe.